Hello and welcome to the 4Pure Podcast. My name's Daniel Nielsen. So in this episode, we talk to two new starters, Ollie and Sarah, and we catch up with John about what to expect from the beers in 2019. And yeah, well, there may be some crumpet chat as well. Listen in. Marmite on crumpets? Uh, yeah, butter and then marmite because it just melts through so beautifully. And then when I was at uni, I would have um, marmite for my dinner and then honey for my dessert. <laughs> on crumpets? Yep. Okay, 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 okay. Um, right, we came in halfway through that. Anyway, so crumpet chat on, on the podcast. Um, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. You too. Um, yeah, w- what do you do? Who are you? Well, I'm Sarah mm-hmm. uh, in sales support, okay. so sales and logistics support, so looking after where all the beer goes, getting it to all the customers, um, but mainly the pallet side of it all, Okay. rather than to the, the London trade. Okay, so who do you work with then? So Alice is my line manager, Okay. and then Janine as well, Okay. okay. and then obviously all the logistics guys and, and whatnot. Sure. So. So what, uh, what's your de- kind of day-to-day then? How long have you been here first? I've been here about a month and a half. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. so still really new. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still learning what my day-to-day is. Okay, uh, okay. But day-to-day is normally consists of coming in, loading pallets. Well, I don't load the pallets, but I book to get the pallets sent off to places and then popping on new orders for people as well. Okay, okay. So the, yeah. how, how do the logistics work? So the sales come in and say right we've sold x pallets to somewhere and then yeah. they tell you and then you it's, it's up to you to get it to yeah because i guess obviously the the sales reps guys they've obviously got all their accounts and that's all set up mm-hmm. so we normally see the side from the actual companies ordering from us right okay. and then they put the orders through we check if we've got the stock mm-hmm. um, and then we check if logistics have got the, the right batch numbers etc right okay. um, and then say yep yeah, off you go mm-hmm. so then we just put it all onto the system Right. And get it get it delivered. Which okay, is it fairly smooth? Um, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> it's but sometimes. I'm I'm still I'm still learning, so there's a lot to learn and a lot of big companies have different processes. Yeah. Okay. So it can be tough and then sometimes with stock availability, things right. like that as well. And is it up to you to break the news to them that <laughs> they haven't got it? Yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning from Alice how the best way is to do that. Right, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, um yeah. and, what, and what were you doing before? I was working in travel, which was really cool okay. for a student travel company. Okay, um, okay. Group work, so yeah, sending loads of kids away right. on flights to, to go skiing and right. stuff like Enjoy that, which themselves. was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and what, were you organising the logistics for? No, I was, I was in the sales side of it, but it was a very, it was, it's a strange one. It was sales and admin and you did everything. You had to go out and get your accounts. You had to mm-hmm. then come back to the office and sell it. You had to do all the paperwork for it. You had to communicate with airlines. Right. So right. it was a lot, a lot to do. And then obviously with the kids as well, but mainly teachers. So. Mm. And, w- and what attracted you to this job? Why did you make the jump? Beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's been an industry that I've really enjoyed on the social side for about, yeah. you know, five or so years when I first moved to London. Okay. And then, um, yeah, the, the travel industry came to a bit of an end. And yeah. so I thought next adventure, do something I love. So Fair enough. Because uh, everyone loves traveling, but. Yeah prefer to travel but beer yeah it's just a great industry to be in sure sure and um other similarities in the jobs other kind of skills that yeah you've carried over? yeah definitely so it, it's it's mainly all the admin side of things having to communicate with your customers 
um, yeah. yeah, keeping on track of things. So really. this is sounding like a job interview now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it sounds like my job interview I had, yeah. <laughs> <Does it>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the job. What skills do you bring to the table? <laughs> I, was, I was once asked, what's, what's uh, the person next to you going to find most annoying about you? I was like, I don't think I can answer really? that. Really? You can't, yeah. I, I don't know, because if, if I'm honest now, because mm. it's not an interview, it's yeah. that I, I talk to myself right. quite a bit, but that's like my process. Yeah. So like reading out an email on how I'm going to reply or how I'm going to do something, right. I'll okay. talk okay. like that. And people next to me in my old job are like, you what? And they yeah. just learn to sort of block me out. Yeah. So then unless you prefix a sentence with their name, yes. then they should just yeah, ignore yeah, yeah. you, exactly. yeah. Unless you say Alice. Yeah, which she can tell you I do a lot and it's probably annoying. Okay, Okay. I'm sure it isn't, I'm sure it isn't, I'm sure it isn't. Um, And so outside of work, what do you like doing? What do you do for... What do I do? I drink a lot of beer outside of work. I really do live and breathe it. But um, I like working on my boats. I live on a boat, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, Okay. tell me more about that. How long have you been on the boat? I've been on it for a few months. Uh, My partner's been on it for just over a year now. Okay. yeah, yeah, we've had it. I've basically been on it for that time as well. Right. Whereabouts is it? It's over in Haggerston at the moment, okay. but we move it every two weeks. So that's kind of why it's part of my life. So every Sunday, mm-hmm. or every other Sunday, especially yeah. in the winter, move the boat, go to the pub, have a roast. Wow. Have some wine. Sounds amazing. It's pretty cool. Though last night, you know, we ran out of coal and wood for the fire. It was a, co- it was a chilly night last night. Yeah, it was a chilly night. Yeah. <laughs> night of the year so far, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a night to run out of stuff. I know, I know. Nice, nice. Um, what kind of boat is it? Narrow. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. narrow boat. Is it an old one? Yeah, it's like Did proper Rosie and Jim style. Oh, is it's it? It's really cool, yeah, the same Amazing. colours. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's, it's lovely. Um, and is, I guess there's kind of a whole community of people on the river and <laughs> yeah, get actually, on? Or? Yeah, so you have to double more in London because it's so, so busy. Right. So last night I had the door open a little bit, engine running, and I can get a bit nervous because of people on the towpath. It's been heard that they can just walk onto your boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so noise happens, bang, and I come out and poke my head out, and it's just the neighbour going, "Oh, do you mind if we more next year?" I was like, "Phew, yes, yeah. no, no worries at all." So, so you can <laughs> be on quite close. I thought course. someone was like coming in and trying to mug me or something. Right, so, okay. yeah. yeah. But everyone's mostly friendly. Yeah, everyone should be friendly. Yeah, no, everyone is. Yeah. I just a bit of paranoia kicks in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so really cool. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. God. And in so the summer, it must be idyllic. It's beautiful, beautiful. We were out near Stansted Abbots in the summer okay. and okay. just ducks and yeah, yeah it's gorgeous do you ever kind of take it on trips or is it definitely something that you kind of live in and trips yeah no we can't really do that because it's just hard to get to places because then you've got to be back for work yeah so yep. if you get yep. so yep. far down then you're not in the right place and you still have to move every two weeks yeah. so so you have to get on a different tube every time you yeah. come to work yeah it's that's great. amazing no, no one's ever going to find me no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> Maybe there's more that we don't know, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the run. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you should do if you watch the programme Hunted. Yes. That's how you should do Hunted, yes. just go it's on a barge. Oh, it's right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'll never find you. You should do that. I'll watch out. <laughs> I'll watch out the next series. Yeah. Um, great, Sarah. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. No worries, you too. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Marmite on crumpets. I'll give it a go. Okay, so now from the brewery floor, it's a new starter, and it's Ollie. Okay, Ollie, nice Hi. to meet you. So you're you a new starter-ish? Well, three months, three and a half months in, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, and when, what's your role here? I'm a brewer. Okay, um, and where? what were you doing before you started at Fork, or is this your first 
job in brewing or were you other places? No, it's not actually, I've, I've been brewing uh, coming on for five years now. And prior right. to this, I was at a brewery called One Mile End. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, know them. Yeah. And that was my only professional brewing job prior to that. It was just a hobby. Okay. Drinking okay. beer, hobby. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And was it a kind of a an interest, yeah, an amateur interest that got you into beer? Or when was the moment where you thought, you know what, I want to work in beer, I want to be a brewer? Um, that's a strange one, actually. Um, I did a few home brews that were quite unsuccessful. And then... Okay. So you in. thought, now's the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. No, and I was looking for something new to do, and I bumped into a friend who I hadn't seen for about a year, and he was a brewer at Redemption Brewery. Yeah. Um, and I sort of got chatting to him, got a bit better at home brewing, yeah. and then he started his own brewery, and I went and worked for him. So and that, that was really. It was, yeah. Oh, okay, it was nice. very, very lucky, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. And, what, and what did you do before that? Was it something completely different? Yeah, it was, a, again, completely uh, different. I was... Um, I hesitate using the word, but a professional musician. I was okay. a drummer in signed rock bands for a number of years, just sort of touring and, and recording. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so it was a, nice. got bored of that and then went into something else that's, uh, yeah, it was just a passion, basically, so. Yeah, there's definitely enough musicians in Fort to I've, I found out quickly, yeah. yeah we could yeah. start, we could have a battle of the bands with the amount of musicians yes. here, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, Adrian, if you're listening. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and so what's your kind of day-to-day -day then? What's your...? Um, it varies. We're sort of like, uh, well, although I've been here three and a half months, it's like, um, they're, you know, we're still learning because the kit's brand new and yeah. it's a, a world apart from what I was used to. So um, I'm st I feel like I know everything, the basics now. So it's like, uh, you'll be like a couple of weeks on a brewing shift. Yeah. Um, then you'll be on filtration and then you'll swap around. So you'll go back to brewing, but on a later or an earlier shift. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, um, yeah, it's going to sort of settle down a bit in the new year, but where so many of us started new, I think like four brewers started within a week of each other, oh, right, including yeah. myself. Yeah. So we're all kind of like, um, we're, we're helping each other, but none of us are like experts in anything yet. So okay. we're just sort of like, um, yeah, still trying to find our feet a little, I reckon. Sure. Yeah. Which bit do you enjoy most? Oh, definitely the brewing, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're going to rather than filtration. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't uh, stop touring the world as a drummer to come and filter beer. No, okay. it was definitely to, to, to brew it and drink it. Yep. And is a, I, I mean, what attracted you to Four Pure in the first place? Um, after the job came up. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I uh, didn't live too far from here when they f when Four Pure first started, so I knew the, the tap room. Um, I used to, um, yeah, I used to come here quite a lot with some mates, and um, I've always sort of followed the. The brewery and, and been a fan of the beer um yeah i just i was ready to move on from where i was and yeah, yeah. thought it'd be a cool place to to brew so yeah yeah it just and, and here i am okay and good stuff and is there, is there a particular beer or anything that you, uh, you enjoy brewing or yeah dislike uh, brewing? well i mean I, I don't dislike brewing any of the the beers but if you're talking about my favorite beer here it's a beer called flat iron yeah uh it's a yeah, um, American Red. It's amazing how often that comes out when we're talking. Yeah, stuff. it's yeah, a yeah. great beer. Um, I can uh, probably hear Jeffro laughing out there because I just did a, sen <laughs> a sensory with him a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't stop going on about how much I loved it. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just. Um, I mean, I love the hoppy beers and all of the, the sort of trendy stuff, but um, that does sort of get a bit tired. And, and I'm a, a fan of like you know traditional cask beer, and it's for me the closest thing we do at Four Pure that's you know, a bitter, although yeah. it's not a bitter. Yeah. So yeah. I could I could drink that all day, yeah. That's yeah. that's definitely my favourite at the moment. Okay, good stuff. And are you still drumming? Are you still in 
Um, I'm not in a band. I've, I've, and I haven't drummed for a while. I don't have much time. But I've been playing since I was at school. So it's like, I suppose, yeah, it's like riding a bike. I, I might pick it up again at some point. Right. But yeah, just no time. And also, no living, time because. Oh, because here uh, I'm here all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. which isn't a bad thing, but um, yeah, so sure. not not much, not much no, drumming so at the you, when you go back home, chill out? Yeah, I mean, and you, when you live in London, it's difficult to, to play drums at home, so I'll just drive my girlfriend mad tapping the table, yeah. Okay, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a delight. <laughs> yeah. She needs to get yeah. one of those electronic ones with it. Uh, yeah, the they're, they're really loud as well, you know, oh, I've had those in the past, and they're, they're actually quite loud for your yeah. neighbours, yeah, as I found out, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, uh, and yeah. So, any other musicians listening? What kind of what kind of genre of music was it? I varied in the bands over um, you know a couple of years, but it was all it rooted in rock. But some of it was more traditional blues rock. Um, yeah. Bands I played in more recently were more sort of technical and progressive. So, but all all rock if that's your kind of thing. Yeah, okay. some are a bit more avant garde than others though. Okay, there's definitely enough people here. I yeah, this should be a shout out for a Battle of the Bands contest. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be down for that. Good stuff. Nice one, Ollie. Thank you. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. Good to see. That was nice and easy. Yep. Okay, John, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too, you too. It's been a while, I think. It's been a Le long while. I know, I know. It's usually just death row every uh, single month or Adrian, <laughs> but uh, back on to you. So um, I'm here to quiz you about next year's beer calendar. Oh, great. Um, so, yeah, just what we want to talk about is a little bit about how it was chosen, what the process is, what, what how on earth do you decide? How many beers have you got there? Uh, we're looking to do about two per month um, in terms of the sort of limited small batch stuff. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we'll have some sort of year round available beers, which, um, you know, the, the usual flagship ones, plus we're gonna have the uh, Oaked Maple Imperial Stout available all year next year, okay. which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, but there's lots of beers that we're gonna brew that are not necessarily on the calendar yet, but the okay. ones that are on the calendar are sort of locked in now. Okay. Um, is it normal for breweries to plan this far ahead for their calendar? Uh, I think a lot of breweries try to give their customers some indication uh, far enough in advance so that they can sort of accurately forecast batch sizes for uh, small releases and, and, and maybe get some uh, sort of pre-sales done. Okay. Um, it's, I think you're seeing it more and more as craft breweries in the UK sort of um, grow and professionalize. Mm -hmm. um, but, we, but this is again not the definitive list of everything we will release next year. There's going to be other stuff that, um, you know, other projects that we're working on and op opportunities that come up yeah. that uh, obviously are, we're just, we're not planning for but that are going to happen next year. Okay, and, and obviously that kind of helps with logistics and staffing and yep. and all that kind of stuff yep. so you how far ahead do you need to buy things your ingredients so hot contracts and all this kind of stuff so is that all built in i mean is that all done in the planning stage as well so in terms of our hop contracts we, with with the ranges that we have contracted for um 
we have a fair amount of flexibility and otherwise we can look at the spot market if we need any specific varieties that uh, to really execute a beer well that we don't have on contract. But mm -hmm. we, we do have some varieties contracted for smaller quantities to allow us to use them for things like small releases. Yeah. Um, it's the bigger challenge is with finding suppliers for like more obscure ingredients sometimes. And kind of like adjuncts and that sort of stuff, or just different. Yeah, so, different so, so things like uh, like a recent example is uh, tonka beans w for uh, okay. for the for the white uh, mm. stout that we're working on now. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, generally when you buy tonka beans, you you buy a few grams at a time, and we needed. Uh, we needed a, about a kilogram, okay. so okay. that's just a little bit harder. And for the spice pumpkin cheesecake pale, you probably need a good cheesecake supplier. Yeah, if you look at the calendar, that's coming out in uh, September, October of next year, so I have some time to okay. <laughs> figure, out how, figure, figure out how we're going to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, and looking down, looking down the list, uh, which is a long list, there's some really interesting, it looks like you've just kind of thrown lots of words together. That's uh, how we do it. Papaya hab and habanero chili IPA. Mm, yeah, just like pick num pick pick names off a <laughs> like a big wheel of flavors. No, but seriously, how how do you uh, have all these been tested before or? Uh, no, n not necessarily. I mean, so the 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 process is sort of uh, collaborative. Uh, it's really guided by uh, Adrian and myself with a lot of input from Dan. Um, so what we do is we I, we sort of get feedback from the sales team that we have in terms of uh, what they think the market wants, and they everyone needs vanilla and pear milkshake. Obviously, yeah, that's there's a big demand for that. Yeah, and then we uh, within the brewing team we uh, we sort of discuss options and ideas that we have that we'd like to put forward as beer ideas and things that inspire us. Then uh, I have my own sort of pet list of sort of beer styles and beer ideas that I want to try to execute and then Dan has ideas for beers that he'd like to see us do and you know ideas come from all over the place and then it's just about sort of sensibly sort of going through the, the long long we start with a list of you know 60 something ideas for beers yeah. and just sort of sensibly sort of making sure that we have a nice varied range um, and that we are sort of challenging ourselves to make interesting flavors. Okay. Um, I mean, in terms of looking at the market and that kind of thing, there are some, I mean, there are some beers there that you probably, there's no, I mean, there's no way Four Pure would have made four years ago. But, it, you know, th there's a lot of interesting, I mean, I'm just trying to pick a couple, vanilla and fig imperial stout, double chock brownie stout, oh my God, that sounds good. Um, what are the, do, do you see the market shifting in that direction? Do you know that you're gonna be able to sell a beer called Bath Bomb? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, we've done. We've made a beer and sold a beer called Bath Bomb before, <laughs> so that was a bad example. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it! Uh, but, but do you know? It, it, I know what you mean. Is, uh, is there is there anything looking at that list that can um, predict what you think the next twelve months of kind of craft beer world is going to look like? Well, I, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really looking to necessarily predict what's going to be what's going to happen around the corner. But what we what we do see for sure is that the market is really interested and drinkers are really interested in seeing to what limits to what boundaries beer can be pushed and so we uh, and, and, and we as brewers are interested in the same thing mm -hmm. so um, if these aren't necessarily big volume drivers for us a lot of it is about uh, 
just doing it, trying it, experimenting, being innovative and sort of seeing what sticks. Um, but in general, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there are definitely enough people out there that want to drink some of these more esoteric styles, yeah. and uh, we want to be part of the, you know, uh, part of the evolution of, of, of beer. We want to be boundary pushing. Sure. And, and what, which are the ones down there that you're particularly looking forward to? Well, making? so, I mean, I'm going to keep my focus a little bit on the short term and focus a little bit on the ones that are coming up in the in the first few months of next year because mm -hmm. those are the beers that I've started working on. Yeah. So the hibiscus and raspberry sour um, is, uh, I think, going to be really fun. I, I love sort of decadent dessert beers, so the black cherry and chocolate stout. Sounds uh, yeah. amazing. Well, you know, yeah. you ever think about the raspberry and chocolate uh, porter that we did last year. Yeah. So it's... I'm really excited about that. And then obviously, um, the f we're also going to can the Mai Tai double IPA. Uh, right. So my homework for that beer involves uh, going out and drinking a lot of Mai Tais. Okay. So that I can <laughs> figure out what the new, what, 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 you know, what, the, what, what are those nuances that I really want to... Um, okay. Um, and what about, this, are there any that you look down the list and think, oh God, like that cheesecake is going to make a right mess of your brewery floor, isn't it, for example? Are there, are there any that just, are there any that are more challenging. Uh, well, they're all you know, all, all, they're all going to have their own challenges in their own way. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see there being a lot of logistical challenges with okay. these beers, but um, obviously, like a Szechuan IPA, you want to really have a really the that peppercorn flavor has to be expressed really cleanly and you really want it to and you want to capture the the nuances of that flavor but you also don't want the beer to be overpoweringly spicy and it's also an IPA so you have to make sure you get the hop expression right yeah, yeah. and that has to be complementary with the Szechuan um, so that's a fine line that has to be walked in terms of uh, execution and each but each beer has their own unique challenges in, in terms of flavor expression. Cool. Okay, and um, what about the kind of year-round stuff? So there's Oaks Maple Imperial Stouts. Yeah. New is a year-round? Uh, yeah, new is a year-round for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, the feedback's been great on that beer, so we're going we're gonna to keep it around and we're going to can it. Okay, amazing. And what about the subtropic tropical IPA? Is that new as well? Um, yeah, so that's 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 uh, still sort of in development. So I don't have a lot that I can tell you about that just yet. But it is, uh, but it is being worked on, and we're planning to have it available for next year. Okay, good stuff. And the ones that aren't on here, any any collabs coming up? Any things like that that you can that you know about? Can talk about? Um, so we're doing collaboration with uh, Roosters. Will went up to brew with mm -hmm. them for their uh, 25th birthday. Okay. And then uh, we're sending uh, Ollie up to Fierce Beer to do a collaboration uh, with them as well. In the I think it's the beginning of December that we're going to brew that uh, collaboration. With okay, them. okay, good stuff. And then presumably more, they just come up when. Yeah, exactly. So there, are, there are two others with some sort of um, big name UK craft brewers that are being worked on that uh, I'm not going to mention just yet, but they're pretty exciting. Good stuff. Excellent. Thank you very much. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, John. So, 2019 is shaping up to be pretty special beer-wise. We've got one more podcast this year, and we'll be bringing news from the half-year update. But in the meantime, stay warm, and as ever, thanks for listening. <laughs>